my gorgeous son! It is a somber episode because it is week two of me, Rolly Bush, not knowing where my gorgeous, beautiful, but otherwise unskilled son Andy is. Who knows? Joining me as always is... Everardo. Everardo the intern. Fresh from Ryerson podcast program. And uh, yeah, good to see you too, Dad. Sorry, Mr. Bush. Wow. (laughs) Wow, the interloper uh... has already taken a step towards the new role. Well, yeah. This uh... is real, the favorite behavior on on your part, Ev. I assume. I haven't seen it. Uh, Me neither. I have no idea what you're talking about. but you know, I, can I just say it's been great living with you since Andy's been missing. It has been good. And can I see that? You, can I just say that your single white female esque transformation into <laughs> a mirror image of my son has been unsettling and at times nice. Yeah, I've gotten real comfy in Andy's room, just kind of keeping it warm so that if he does return, it, he doesn't come back to a cold. Uh, bedroom, so kind of keeping some life in there. I did see a bill on your bedstand for some light plastic surgery. Yeah, just some light surgery. I'm gonna get my uh, uh, hairline receded a, a little bit. Oh wow! <laughs> no. so, simultaneously coming out swinging, <laughs> but from a place of uh, love. Out of respect. Out of respect. I like that Andy. they b- already build you for something you're gonna get. That's yeah. That's a lot of trust. Down payment. Yeah, and I, I assume it will go well. I uh, haven't had a real meeting with a doctor, just kind of through email. Uh, Have you ever had uh, plastic had, surgery before? I got my ears tucked back because my mom said they looked like a monkey's ears. Is that real? Yeah, that's for re- a real fact of my life when I was about five years old. A monkey's ears. <laughs> wow. But now it was out of ears, love. And may I say now, now your ears uh, make you look like a monkey's ass. <laughs> I do think my ears have not grown since then because I do have small <laughs> you have ears. ears. I got so big it's ears. kind of a kind of something I'm worried about that maybe they'll never grow. And maybe it's face, been thirty years and they've never grown. Your face will keep growing. My face will keep growing to a Mount Rushmore esque proportion, but yeah. your ears will be baby ears. <laughs> when I'm eighty, my nose will be gigantic and my ears will be regular size. That's hopefully. what they say. That's what they say. Your ears and your nose keep growing unless you're Everard. <laughs> I had plastic surgery once when I was child. I had my penis <laughs> reduced in size because even at that time, uh, my mom and dad said that it flumped around too proudly and too big, and my dad felt jealous. My first words were, "No, no, it's you know, it look, yours looks good too." <laughs> my first words were comforting words to my uh, shamed father. Well, speaking of fathers and sons. That brings us to a somber topic. Today's topic, where the hell is my son, mine boy, Andy? The private eye shit didn't work out. What the hell? Yeah, I'm wondering where he is, too, because I cannot figure out his password to his computer. Oh, (laughs) this guy's got his eye on the prize. So he could just come back, log in real quick, and he can leave as far as I'm concerned. I don't agree with that. Andy, come home. If you're listening to this, if you're one of the 12... (laughs) Weekly listeners, come home. I want you back, and I'll kick Ev out. 
I haven't become that used to him. We could share rooms, or I could sleep in the basement no, or the couch. Going, you're <laughs> leaving. Once he's back, you're leaving. Okay? Well, That's how all of the movies end. The single white female gets killed. I'm going to stage a battle where Andy pushes you off a balcony or something. Well, uh, if that's how it has to happen, I will. I will be training for this uh, battle off of, on oh our balcony. God. You're really trying to do me <laughs> in, eh? Well, absent a successful private eye mission, and still reluctant to contact the police, a racist organization, <laughs> lock them up, lock them up, along with Hillary. I have mixed politics. In lieu of going to any official source. I have turned deeper towards the idiosyncratic solutions presented by our municipal gods. What the hell am I talking about? I'm talking, of course, about psychic mediums. Those, to paraphrase other people, blights upon our municipal landscape, or to paraphrase myself, neat little folks who do their thing in the corners of stores and beneath you, maybe right now, under your feet, in your basement. Check your basement. There might be a psychic medium there with a neon sign on your yard and a very detailed arrow pointing right uh, past your steps and into your basement. Go check next to your furnace. There might be a medium making a living wage down there with kids. I love these people. I love what they do and what they bring. They'll read your hand, and if you don't want them to do that, they won't. (laughs) Consent. But enough about my personal experience with one psychic medium who lived in my basement and read my hand, except what I didn't want. These two psychic mediums, and yes, I've hired two, because one is never enough when you're trying to find your son. This one I saw when her neon sign lit up my eyes as I was stumbling towards a late night McDonald's drive through and being denied for not having a car. Change your rules, McDonald's. She was located deep in the heart of a Toronto area. I, uh, I believe it was um, Parkdale. Please welcome Banandra. Hello, it's so nice to be here, Roland. Oh, it's the, Roland. Wow, how did you... Okay, she's already used her psychic powers to discern that Rolly is short for Roland. Yes. Great job. Yes, absolutely. It came to me. Uh, it was Dunn Avenue behind the Parkdale McDonald's. Oh, yes. Okay. On, uh, near the tourist home. Tourist home? Yeah. What the hell's a tourist home? It's a a good, hotel? <laughs> it's a house with a sign that says tourist home on it, and a tourist can stay there. A hostel? It's a tourist home. <laughs> okay. And it's there. It's real. But Andra, thank <laughs> yes. you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Roland. So I, I remember when I walked, I, your sign was so bright. Yes. I paid for three different colors of neon. Right. Wow. Green, red, purple. Christmas oh, wow. and a twist. I know a little bit about neon. I visited the Neon Museum in Las Vegas. Oh, I have too. Isn't it a blast? <laughs> it's a blast. It really is. You see the whole history of Vegas yeah. through signs. Did you know that Vancouver... Used to have more neon than Las Vegas. And why did they change it? Oh, it was an eyesore. It was considered a blight, much like many people consider us mediums. Thank you for reminding the audience. I'm just paraphrasing what other people say. I know. Such sites as Yelp. This is why mediums use neon. We're derided, and so is neon. We're considered crass, and we are in league. Wow, you band together. You make it your own. We do. Such as various minority groups use slurs. I don't want to speak on behalf of minorities I'm not a part of. I do, but I won't. Out of respect for that. How nice, how nice. 
Benandra, thank you. And please, uh, now let's welcome another medium because when it comes to mediums, there's so much fun, and you can guess the two is better than one. Unless they're fighting, I hope that doesn't happen. This is an early form of rapping. So please welcome the second medium whose uh, ad- advertisement I saw in a very small, thin, local newspaper called Coffee News inside of Fiesta Farms as I was stumbling drunk from the McDonald's in a rage, <laughs> banging on the outside of the Fiesta Farms, finding out they too will not serve you past a pertinent per- certain hour. Please welcome the, the, someone whose ad lit up my eyes, not with neon, but with font choice. Graphic choice. And... Some of the word content, which included very graphic descriptions of what uh, might happen to you if you don't seek out a medium soon. It's Miss Nefertiti! Why, hello, Roly. Oh, wow. Thank you for having me here. Oh, this is actually the first time I've heard your voice. I didn't realize you'd be so cartoonishly evil sounding. <laughs> mm, I'm not evil sounding. I'm like someone ripped open my insides and put a soft jaguar in there. Ugh. Yes, truly an image, not of evil, mm. but of good. My uh, voice. <laughs> Wait a second. Did someone sh- cram Borat next to the jaguar? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Every once in a while, my voice just goes wherever it wants to. It's it's actually a demon slipping into my larynx. Holy smokes. Yeah, so mm. I for sure trust you less than, than Banana. Oh, you should trust me more, or I actually tap into the real, real supernatural. Wow. Benandra well. doesn't know anything about anything. In fact, she's wrong about Vancouver. The reason they stopped using neon signs was for a time there was a government subsidy allowing you to get cheap neon, and then the government took it away. Well, that doesn't explain why they changed Granville Street completely. What are you talking about? Well, Granville Street was lit up like a Christmas tree. And And if the subsidy, subsidy. but if it was gone, it doesn't mean the neon disappears. We're talking about city ordinances. Miss Nefertiti. Have you ever? No, it's legislation. It's municipal legislation. I wish I could say I didn't expect this to descend into a battle. Over Vancouver's signage history, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. I saw it coming. Oh, sure. Psychic medium. Mm. All right. Yeah. Vancouver signage aside, although I hope we return to it. Mm. Yeah, because. If there's time, I'd love to go over the subsidies, uh, government subsidies. It was a government Vancouver. subsidized program because they true. wanted no. to have more neon than anywhere else in the world. There's no way that's But taking true. that yes, away it doesn't oh, take away the signage. Oh, I my God, just... Benandra. It was too expensive to upkeep. Oh, I so don't the... know. The sign for the Smiling Buddha lasted until the 90s. That's when 5440 Purchased it. Fucking real. Wait a minute. 5440, the band bought a sign at a restaurant? Yes, and they named their album after it. Neon Buddha. Have you not? Smiling Buddha, whatever it's called. Oh, she can't even get a story around in Canada in the 1990s? They toured with the sign. We were all around. Smiling. 
Buddha Cabaret. They 5440. Got it. Yes. I don't remember a single song by 5440. Yes. Oh, come on. Do one I? gun uh, added on to the one gun. One gun added oh, on. <laughs> one gun added on to the one gun. One gun added oh, on. Can I just say that every week we try to alienate non Canadian listeners even more? <laughs> and this week is taking the cake. Well, if you want me to sing Ocean Pearl, I'll sing it next. Oh, ah. oh Wow, this is officially the first bit of positive criticism 5440 has ever received from an internet age podcast. I'll tell you something, I've been to the basis parents' home. The, the who? Oh, the bassist. What a parent. The bassist of 5440. Yeah. Oh, what mansion you did went his, to his parents, parents live? It was a very normal home covered in 5440 posters. And, and <laughs> posters, was, unframed, like a college wall. Just everywhere. And I didn't understand why these old people were so into 5440 until I realized that was their son. Their son was the bassist. This they, was before. They kept pointing to the poster, poster like, hey, uh, can you see the guy who you can sort of see way behind all those other guys? Now, I'll tell you one thing. I didn't realize this because this was before I became a psychic. I got struck by a hot brick. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's hard left into your origin stories. Yes, I was walking under a construction site next to a foundry, uh-huh. and a brick, I guess, had fallen out of the construction worker's hand, popped right into a vat of molten lead, hit me in the head. Tangent, and, and I know it's going to be less interesting than <laughs> what you're saying, but yeah. I just got to go on a quick tangent, because right. you said brick, which is always our opportunity to talk about brick from Anchorman. <laughs> I love lamp. I love okay. lamp. Okay, please continue. That <laughs> was very childish, Roly. Wow, I love Lamp. I don't know much about Anchorman. I don't know much about Lamp. <laughs> I don't understand, but I'm sure it's very funny. There is a character named Brick. Yes. In Anchorman. It's, it's so... You gotta see this. It's so charming. Explain it. Every time they all of them get together, each of them has an opinion on whatever the situation is, but Brick is stupid. Um, oh, so they're making fun of a less intelligent person. I would say it goes worse than that. <laughs> it's oh. way more. Everything you think I'm dancing around, the, the movie does not dance around. No wonder it's your favorite. Oh, I love a movie that just goes there and stays there and can't age. And who portrays Brick? Steve Carell of oh. Office fame. I don't know what that is, but the guy from Foxcatcher. E- yes. yes, Steve <laughs> Carell. A fox catcher. Oh, I love his work. I love his nose work. Oh, yeah. If you love his <laughs> weird series of excessively dark and humorless films, you will be stunned to hear that he's mostly a comedian. You know, Orson Welles wore a different nose for every role. He did, did like he really? his own. Is that what Steve Carell is like? Sort of. Yeah, except the nose is, uh, I guess, of the soul. Speaking of Orson Welles. Let's. That's how I got my powers. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Pedandra, are you mostly done? Brick and lava? Hot brick. That's it. And then how did this hit you? It hit me in the head. Where was <laughs> the lava? On the brick. It was molten lead. Wait, so a brick landed on your head. It hit some lead first. It was a construction site next to a foundry. Please pay attention. I tried to, but you brick. said brick, and that was your fault. A hot brick came from a construction site into lead. Hit me on the head. I got psychic. I don't know how much more. I guess that's out. Having so much trouble focusing because now you've got me thinking it would be a great Anchorman spinoff called Hot Brick, where Brick goes to Cancun and gets hot. Should we talk about your son? 
Wait, God no. damn it, Benandra. I want to talk about my origin story. Yeah, we gotta get I, to... This is classic Benandra. I she doesn't want anyone apologize. to apologize. I got my powers so from worried. having sex with Orson Welles. Oh, God. No, you didn't. I had such you? an extreme orgasm. I reached uh, the highest heights. No. Almost transcended my body. And from then on, I could see ghosts and speak to the dead and communicate with the world. Of the supernatural. From having sex with Orson Welles? Did you put a you jaguar in you? Oh, no, I was born that way, you bitch. Oh, so you were already so weird. I was already wild, But having sure. sex with Orson Welles triggered something on top of that. Ooh, on top, under, behind. Okay. Rolled together like a pretzel. I really think Not we should talk about that maneuver. your son. I don't oh, know why Benandra. I was talking Benandra. So wait, wait. She's okay. afraid of my body and my power. Wait, we, so does we, Orson Welles have powers? Ooh, not oh, not anymore. Yes, sucked him dry. Oh wow, okay, so you succubus wow. Orson Welles's <laughs> power. Well, he did all his best work in his twenties. I believe they call it an incubus when it's a woman on a man. Do they? And a succubus when it's a man on a woman. That's well, I, I, that's, that's absolutely wrong. I smell reverse. an opportunity to it's talk about nineties music again. No. Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> What about those abs? Pardon me while that burn. That's one. Is That's that one? an incubus. So you had sex with Orson Welles, and then mm-hmm. now you're powerful. Listen, we're going to get to the matter at hand so shortly, but Orson Welles had a new movie come out this year. No. On Netflix. Oh, what? Really? It's a, yeah. Do we know about this? Mm-hmm. The Other not. Side of the Wind. Has anyone seen this? You heard about this? Yeah, anyone seen this? You heard about this? I saw the documentary about it. What the hell? I didn't, but Orson Welles visited me as a ghost in the night and said, watch me. What? But I thought he wanted me to watch him masturbate. Okay. Did he masturbate? Well, he always does. Oh, see, he thought it was about that, but he, he meant watch my Netflix yes. movie coming yes. out soon. He just happened yes. to be masturbating oh, well, he when he said is. that. Yes. I'm I'll very... say this about Netflix. They're always coming up with fun new marketing strategies. Mm-hmm. I'm very <laughs> concerned about your son. Okay, yes, listen. Your son. Yes, let's pivot to my missing son instead I mean, of talking about ghost Orson Welles floating and masturbating in service. It was important you know where I came from. You know what? We've, we've partied and we've riffed for too long. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little choked up because my beautiful Andy boy is missing and He's I don't know. He's dead. He's oh, shit. absolutely dead. He's dead. Oh, okay. 100%. Oh, I'm wow. glad we agree on something. Yes. Yeah, he's well, dead. What he's are you dead. talking about? How I mean, he wasn't long. I had a vision. Anyway. What did you, what vision? What did he's, you have? He's face down in water, covered in wet leaves mm-hmm. and sticks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, I see it slightly differently. All right. In that he visited me sopping wet as a ghost <laughs> and said, watch me. And then proceeded to masturbate. Yeah, but he was wet, so... Oh, he was sopping wet. No was that sticks. definitely Andy or renowned actor in a fake nose, possibly no. Orson Welles? Or Steve Carell. Oh. He's a chameleon. He is a chameleon, but he's not dead, Benandra, so how could he visit me as a ghost? I was Whereas joking. your son for sure is dead. Yes, he's dead. It's, um, I see a gravel and a gate and his little... Foot sticking up out of the rushes. Little foot. So you're seeing a child. No, 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 no. Just a little bit on the small side for a grown man. Yes, but small feet. I feel like you're describing the opening sequence from Rat Catcher. 
<laughs> that no, Irish no. independent film about a child who kills da, another child. Da, <laughs> can I listen to Tom Jones, da? You've seen Ratcatcher. I've seen Ratcatcher many a time, and that's my favorite many, line from the movie. Many a time you've I watched that. I love to depress De- myself. Oh, God. I love That's like the sad. syrup from a cloud of depression. Mm. But, da, <laughs> I want to listen to Tom Jones. I should clarify now, because your image is getting not, it's not gaining traction with me. He's a grown man. Yes, and it's a grown man with just slightly smaller feet than average. Yes, I agree. Oh, that's right. I forgot that it's canon, and he has hooves. Oh, oh so it is like yeah. a small foot. It is a small yeah. foot. And he has the rear, he's the rear boy with hooves with some toes on them. So I was right. So I was actually right right now. And yeah. I want you to oh acknowledge God, so that. Sorry, a hoof is a you. small foot. I want you to acknowledge that. And you know what? So you're probably seeing, what you're probably seeing are his custom shoes that I ordered for him one Christmas, which is Nike hoof coverings. Why would you have made fun of me? I'm a powerful medium, and I was correct. I didn't mean to make fun of you. I just wanted to launch into a brief, unfulfilling conversation about Lynn Ramsey's rat catch. I'm seeing a woman. Oh, wow. Somehow. Just. Part of his death. A woman. I'm getting an image. He has... A very long length of dental floss wrapped around his neck, but a mm. hundred, a hundred and twenty times. Mm, I'm getting an image of a woman, bloodied hands, oh my God. clean teeth, perfect sparkling, okay. standing over him yeah. as she kicks him I don't know. I don't know about this part. Oh, well, you wouldn't. No, I think he was wrapping it around his own neck. No, Andy would never his... take his own life. That no, does but... sound like Andy to want to hang himself but not have the foresight to purchase rope. <laughs> so just see what he can do with floss. Or it was sexual. Ooh. I did walk in on Andy once. <laughs> and he was no, holding was... a thing of dental floss. And then he threw it from himself really quickly in an ashamed way. And I said to him, what's the big deal? You're flossing. And then he said... His eyes shifting back and forth. Uh, yeah. Flossing. <laughs> so, uh, who knows? Uh-huh. Maybe he does have a sort of sexual relationship with dental floss. Thank Maybe. you. The, I'm not denying it, Benandra. Well, you said there was a woman with was bloody a woman hands. There, there was a woman there with bloody hands. For sensationalism. Sure. Oh. This is just sensationalism. It's not. Which one of us has channeled ghosts through her own body? Me. No, it's me, Roly. <laughs> Roly. You don't have a woman's body, first oh, of all. Oh, okay. I don't think First of all, those. don't tell me what I have and what I don't You're have. You're right. That was disrespectful. Absolutely. I was on season uh, nine of Drag Race, so don't tell me what I don't have. But you, which one were you? Why are you talking me? about this? How did you do in the improv I challenge? I did so well. Hmm? I was a comedy queen. But oh, I didn't, I didn't paint for the back row. I didn't paint for the people across the street. You I painted, painted for, for someone the gods? In, for the gods. <laughs> and uh, I was the kind of bitch who stirred up trouble whenever. You thought I was bad, but I had a heart of gold. Didn't matter. And I'll uh, rip you to pieces if real, you come at me, a sis. A real Bianca del Toro, hmm? Bianca del Rio can eat oh, my ass. I'm a, yeah, Bianca, Bianca del, del Toro. Bianca del Toro was my own mother. <laughs> Bianca del Toro is my favorite sassy queen in the usual suspects. Have you ever looked inside the hood of one of Andrew's hoodies. Ooh. What the hell? No. In every single one, he's drawn the face of a 
pretty girl. That's true. I, I am wearing one of his hoodies right now. He puts the hoodie on backwards. He puts it on backwards. Puts his arms through. through yeah, and so he that the hood face faces up him. His face. While he can masturbate it. and kiss a hoodie. Oh my god! I knew this about him as well. Go to his no, you're stealing now. my material. I'm not stealing. You just knew where I was going stealing. with that, but you did not have oh, that idea. So you did not have the vision. So I'm a genius. No, you're then? a th- thief. Wait, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Either I knew this already, or I'm very smart. You're a thief. You are a thief. For him to see the no. face. Yeah, but the no. thing is, he knows. And so it's a drawing of a face. Just go on the internet. It was a drawing of a woman's but in, face. An internet face. You can't get warm and wrapped around And your a own. hoodie has no yeah. search history. Mm. Oh, my God. You're always that incognito like a in a hoodie. That sounds for hoodies. <laughs> 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 really, Steph, trying to get ahead of look, a problem look at no his one's hoodie. identified yet. You look That's true. Exactly. I am wearing one of his look hoodies. At, look right in that hood. Now. That's a ratty hoodie. The class of 48. Can I just say that that's Orson the, uh, Welles hoodie? <laughs> no, oh, no, that's Andy's. It's Rita Hayworth's face. Can I just say oh, that it's been hood. signed by his classmates. So let me see what it says. And I have faith in Truman's policies. <laughs> look inside the hood. Oh yeah, that was in the states. Look, at the look time. inside the Rolly, hood. Rolly, you're avoiding. Inside look inside the hood. I'm looking inside the hood. What do you see? No, the hood is real stiff. I well, don't know why. Oh yeah, this is okay. Well, let's let's stop burying the lead. The hood is stiff with spit and cum. And what's drawn in there? I can't tell. It won't open. <laughs> Rita Hayworth's face. Rita Hayworth. A bombshell from that era, I assume. <laughs> I think we're discovering Andy has a lot of peculiar sexual appetites. Nothing wrong with him. They're just no. his. No, no. Hmm. Peculiar, yes. Different. Not they wrong. led him to not his bad. death. He's dead. Mm, he's definitely so dead. I wonder if he is dead because what? where's the body? How come no one's found it? I mean, yeah. I, I've got to have more faith than this. My boy's not dead. My boy's out there somewhere, waiting for me to find him. Has he called? Well, sometimes he used to call, but then I wouldn't answer. Or, like, he would call, and I would text back, come on, don't call me. (laughs) That's very cats in the cradle of you. What's that? Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, that I don't know when. We'll be together then. Oh my son. god. We'll have a good time then. I do know 5440. You know what? We've talked a big game about what you guys saw or didn't see in terms of Andy's current state yes. um, before you came here. But what I was hoping to engage in is a bit of in-the-moment psychic experiencing. Mm. Is there some sort of a seance or something we could do to see if we can access Andy? I want you to imagine Orson Welles. (laughs) Orson Welles is in the room. Hmm? Yeah, I see him. And I'm going to do the chant. Rosebud. Yeah. Rosebud. Yeah. Rosebud. Yeah. Mm, What do you feel, Rolly? Um. Hungry. You feel hungry? Mmm. More. Hungry. Dig deeper, Rolly. Oh, I don't know. I feel like seeing the other side of the wind on Netflix Canada. <laughs> Rolly, he's here. Orson? Orson's here. Orson? Yes. I can't hear him. Oh, you can't hear him because he's crawling into your body as we speak. What? That's fucked. Taking possession of you. <clears throat> Tell us, Orson, what has happened to Andy? Hello, everyone. It's me, Orson Welles. What? Interesting I, take. Hello. It's more like a pinky in the brain thing if you're looking for source material. It is Orson Welles here. No, 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 the brain. Think of the brain's voice. This is my undoctored voice. 
As it's always been. You know, this is oh, okay. this is Bane or something. I don't yeah, this what's is happening a, here? <laughs> Let the games begin. Yeah, all right. Well, Tom Hardy mumbling. No, that's not. <laughs> Give us some information before you go. Hello, it is I, Orson Welles. You're giving him better. Hello. Hello. Where do you think I he's don't. from? I don't know, Braid. <laughs> no, it, it's a bit more. I'm Orson Welles, and I, I talk a bit with yeah, transatlantic I'm going to do this. I'm Orson Welles. I'm Orson Welles. I'm Orson Welles. A bit deeper. A bit, yeah. Rosebud. I'm Orson Welles. Rosebud. Okay, here we are. Where is Andy's body? Andy's body is where I will. Okay, well, we're back to the beginning. Hello. It's Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black. Oh, yes, that's My a, body that's is good, full yeah. of flaws. Vincent D'Onofrio played Orson Welles in Ed Wood. All right. It's me, Orson Welles, and here's what you've got to know. Yes. Your son. Yes. Andrew is alive and well. <gasps> No, well, I don't think, I he's pursuing he his dead. dreams in the Hollywood of Canada. Are his dreams floating around in a ditch? With Hollywood, a Hollywood North? of Canada. Halifax? <laughs> Hollywood, yes. A name they gave to themselves, no one else uses, and even they are tiring of. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's real. Oh, God. May I just say, Miss Nefertiti, you're looking stunning. Okay, Orson, you're at work right now. Am I? <laughs> yeah, well. Orson, don't undo Rolly's no pants. Don't undo <laughs> Rolly's pants. All work and no play. You haven't got Rolly's consent to All masturbate. You no can't do that, you Orson. You can't do that, Orson. Rolly, do I have consent boy. to manipulate your genitals for my own pleasure? No, no, don't let it Sounded like a yes to me. Orson. Orson. <laughs> You're hearing what you want to hear. It's 2019, and you're not adjusted to things. You can't do this. You shouldn't have been it. I'm Orson Welles. Orson, you're being (laughs) offensive. And you sound like Mae West now. Mae West. I used to call her April West. Always came early when I was with her, because I'm a good good lover. Can we have Rolly back? I think you need to let Rolly come back. No, no, no. You asked for Orson Welles. I like this this guy. (laughs) Well, I did ask for it. Awesome. No, you're not. <laughs> I think you need to get over this ego moment you're having and go back to the spirit realm. No, I want to help. Find Andrew. <laughs> well, then tell oh, us yeah. exactly where he is. He's at a coffee shop working on a screenplay. Oh, well, that's sort of a ditch. Wait, has he been a there for eight hours and only ordered one coffee? <laughs> yes. He keeps getting mm. the tea and asks them to refill it. <laughs> the servers are obliging him, but they're not happy. Has he agonized about fleshing out the female characters because he knows he should, but he also knows he can't? Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> is there keeps... a woman there? Yeah. Oh. Her name mm. is Mrs. Margie Bush. Mrs. <gasps> is that... His, his wife? His mother. Oh, no, Fernanda. <laughs> <laughs> I was... <laughs> <laughs> What did he say? Whoa. Oh my God! I'm out! I'm out! What did he do? It's all right. Oh, we weren't. We weren't looking. Oh God! Orson said, "Andy is still with us, with a woman at a coffee shop closer than we think, working on his screenplay." And the woman was Margie Bush, my estranged wife. Yes. Oh my gosh! My phone is ringing off the hook. <laughs> Andy, look! Andy called me all these times. Oh. What the hell? Why didn't Orson answer my phone? Orson doesn't know how to use a phone yeah, unless he it's rotary. would not know what that was. Mm-mm. I'm going to try calling him back. Right. Hello? Oh, my God. Andy? Hello? 
Andy? Hey, Dad. Oh, my God, you're alive. Yes, I am alive. What What do you mean? Why do you think I'm... You think I'm Where the hell have you been? Can you ask him if there's leaves and sticks? Yeah, I told you. I told you I was... I'm on I'm on a I'm on vacation. You, he, you hear me? I said I'm dead. I'll, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I'm going on vacation. Is he on water? What? But is he wrapped in floss? Is oh, he is I in your birch tree? I thought you were joking around. I didn't know that was information I should retain as important information. I always tell you you got to not tell me things first thing in the morning because that's when I'm sleepy and I'm doped up on my Valium and I'm ready to go and I'm preoccupied by other things. Sorry, I'm talking to my dad. Hold on. Yeah, I'm with Mom right now. Hold on. <gasps> oh my, you are Orson Welles. Orson Welles, right. he was right. What the hell is she doing? Why wouldn't? Why didn't you call me when you left? What? Dad, Dad wants to know why didn't you call my dad when you left? What the hell? <laughs> he said, since she didn't want to talk to you. Oh my oh. God! Put her on the she phone. Just wanted to get away. Cold. Put her on the fucking phone. <laughs> oh, I don't want this. <laughs> All right. This is crossing the streams. Hello, Margie. Yeah. This is an outrage. Uh, oh, really? And wh- what part of the outrage is yours? I'm I'm outraged that. That you took our son away, and I was never told. I didn't take him. I could get rid of him. Well, well, well. The plot thickens. See you for vacation. Does anyone want to hang out with me? No, Andy. We just want to know you're safe and to have possession of you. I'm safe, Dad. I'm safe. I'm here in Nova Scotia. I just needed a little bit of time away from you, okay? Oh, my God. This Ho- is Hollyfax. This is Hollywood. tearing me up. Clarify for everyone who's listening, Andy. Do we call Halifax Hollywood? Halifax? No, ha- what? Hollywood. Ha- yeah, Hollywood. What? Yes, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call it Hollywood. You call it Hollywood? No. Yeah, we no, call we it Hollywood out there. It's ironic. Yeah, it's, it's not Hollywood. No, we call it that what for you, real. What are you? What are you doing? What? I'm just chilling. Why are you calling me? I'm talking to two mediums who are helping me discern if you were dead. Two mediums? Yeah, they were pretty convinced you were dead. I was pretty convinced you weren't. And then Orson Welles came out and he said you were with your mom and he was fucking dead on. Can you can you ask him if he's been floating around in water? Uh, one of the mediums, Benandra, wants to know if you've been floating around in water. Uh, no, no, uh, sh- I've been showering. Uh, Is that what you meant, Benandra? Showering? If there were enough showering? leaves and sticks I, I on I haven't had a bath in, on, I want to say, like 15 years, so I'm showering. She wants to know if there were leaves and sticks in your showering experience. There were no leaves and no sticks, but I, I am looking at some leaves and sticks right now. Oh. I'm, I'm looking out the window. Ask him wood. if he feels erotic about floss. Okay, just to pivot to a completely different subject. <laughs> Do you feel erotic about floss? What? <laughs> He's hiding. Yeah, you're hiding it. Probably got some floss wrapped around your neck right now, you perv. Probably wearing a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, they also want to know if you ever drew a woman's face on the inside of the hood of your hoodies and then pulled it down over your face to snug up while you jerked it in a closet. How did you... 
How did you know that? <laughs> okay, he's, he's confirming that one. <laughs> We're psychics, baby. Yeah, you can't hide from us. Hmm. So, Andy, now that I know you're alive, thank God, um, I just want to say, didn't go to the cops about it, and turned out to be the right choice, because they probably would have taken this as an advantage to lock up another innocent man. Um, but <laughs> I'm so happy you're okay. How has your time with your mom been going? Uh... It's been okay. Uh, she was in the hospital recently, but uh, but she's fine. What? What happened? Oh my God! Is she suffering from no more rollies around disease? No, no. She actually. I took her to a. I'm not kidding. I took her to a VR place to show her v, VR for the first time, and she she flew around in a Superman game and hit the side of a building and fell on her and fell. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know if this is funny or not, but she fell and like hurt herself and everyone freaked out and she had to go to the hospital. She's okay now, so maybe it's... But yeah, she actually hit him. Just be careful in VR. Is it... She... I'm not kidding. She flew through the air and what? she was having a fantastic time and everyone was and she like hit the side of the, the guy, the little teenager that was showing us how to play the game was really excited that she hit the side of a building and just bounced back like she actually... She actually hit the side of the building. Oh what do you, like, what do you mean the building? What building? Like a it's wall? Like a real building? There's a, yeah, there was a wall. She just missed the ceiling of the building. It was like a Spider-Man type, Superman type game. She she was like flying and she missed the roof. And she went, Ugh! And she like, it looked like she hit the side of a wall. Oh my it, Even though it, it that didn't happen. So that, if you get injured lied. in VR, you get injured in real life? Oh, wow. That's the premise of That's, VR uh, Yeah, it was like some serious Matrix type, you know, Inception type shit. She Ooh. fell in real life. That's yeah. crazy. The, yeah, it it's was, all coming true. Yeah, it's, it's really coming true. It's like a movie it, was awful. it was awful. It was terrible. Ask but, Andy yeah. what he was okay. doing in the VR. Did he end up in a ditch? Oh, yeah. One of the psychics want to know if, like, what your VR gaming experience was. Did you do Superman also, or did you do some sort of virtual hanging out in a ditch game? No, there was no virtual hanging out in a ditch. I basically had my mother put on a VR helmet and watched her fall to the ground, and that was it. Well, it's okay, cr- just so you know. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I hope your mom's okay. Uh, if she's seeing any other fellas, get rid of them. Dad's coming home eventually on his terms. I'm not going to do that, Dad. Okay, well. She's happy now. Just right. just monitor it. Yeah, I'll just monitor it, Dad. Thanks. I'll see, see you soon, I hope. Yeah, see, see you soon, Dad. Bye now. Wow. Orson was right all along. You know, I like that Andy brought up the subject of VR because it reminds me of my early forays in VR gaming experience. (laughs) This is, of course, the section of the show that we love and cherish and repeat as often as possible called The Games I Made When I Worked in VR. (laughs) Now, Everardo, as you know, I was one of the early adopters of VR technology. Of course, yeah. The movie Tron was based on a time that I showed up to work at a VR place and said, Let's make a movie called Tron! And then I described the plot of Tron, and then they made Tron. And they were like, how cool should this look? And I was like, not good. And they're like, perfect. So That was good restraint you showed, not making it too cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I want this to be old and seem out of date the moment it comes out. But 
I, I man, I was involved with so many early games. So many awesome early VR games were mine. And then I got out of the game too too early before it blew up. But so you want to hear about some of my games? Yeah, I'd love Why to. Why not? All right. So the first game you're going to love, I know you're going to love this. It was called, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I gotta go. Did you forget the name of the, you have to go to the bathroom right now? To the bathroom. What? Now! Are you asking for help right now? No. In this VR experience (laughs) game... I felt very news on first. In a series of levels... That was like a virtual reality. ...have to go to the bathroom, but you're in a series of high-stakes situations where you can't just excuse yourself. High-stakes business presentation. High-stakes job interview. You're one of the terrorists taking over a plane. (laughs) Okay. So you run around, go to the bathroom... Yeah, you go to the bathroom. Do you really go to the bathroom? But you have to, the VR part of it, the gameplay part, is you have to create an apt excuse. So the hardest level for sure, the last level, is the one where you're a member of um, an early form prototype of Al-Qaeda taking over an airplane that's headed towards a major American landmark. Yep. You have to go to the bathroom. You have to go to the bathroom, (laughs) and everyone else on your team, and even the people who aren't, are like, Get control of yourself, man. <laughs> anyway, so that was the first game. It was called The Thing I Said Already. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, was a simulator to to do potty training on children, right? Yeah. Like it was a, initially pitched as a potty training simulator. Making them be terrorists. Yeah. Just teaching them that go, it's, 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 there's always, like, there's the technical aspect of going to the bathroom, which is literally going to the bathroom. But then there's the social aspect, which is the shame. The needing to excuse yourself and the uh, finding out how to do that in a way that doesn't draw attention to you in a culture <laughs> that doesn't want to admit that it pees and poos. Did you did you make anything a little more suited to our taste? Oh yes, of oh yes, of course. I made a women's game, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I meant your normal decent humans, actually. I well, sure I'm going to tell you game. about my women's game. Right. It was called Oh Fucking Hell. I've got my period and I got piss <laughs> and shit right now. Oh hell! <laughs> it was that was what it was called, and it was for an early version of the Coleco ver, uh, Vision. Are you crying? What? <laughs> you should be. Yeah, I'm ashamed. You're crying. Yes, and so this oh, was a game where. Oh fucking hell! I've got my period, and I have to piss and shit. Shit also. Right now. Right now, also. <laughs> and, but I'm ashamed. And so in that game, you were a woman presenter. Or a woman terrorist They're taking over a plane. They're just called presenters and terrorists. This is a while ago. This is a while ago. And so, and then in one, you were taking over a plane with a bunch of your fellow women. And, uh, They're just called people rolling. Call no, them terrorists. These were, no, just... these were women terrorists. And they were like... Oh, rolling. They were all your favorite traits of a terrorist. But plus women. And uh, this was a long time ago. So this was kind of an empowerment sort of thing. Like, it's oh, our yeah. turn. Sure. You're crying so much. You don't have to keep going. I want to, but I because I need to purge myself of this it's evil. It's important for him. Okay, so it's the, it's the <laughs> same situation as the other game, except women with their periods. Yes. Do you guys want to hear about another one of my VR games? Ah, uh, one okay. more. In a segment we call the third thing in it. One more. Okay. You can always have two, but it's nice to have a third. So here's the third v- uh, VR game that I made once. <sighs> it's called Ooh, I'm a Baby, <laughs> oh, and I'm a, baby. a Lady Baby. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a shit and piss. One day I'll have my period. Help me. Let me lay something down for you. Oh, God. Between the two of us, you are spending $120 an hour 
to have two mediums sit in front of you. Mm. Yes. And here, and here, synopses. Yes. Of VR games that you possibly never made. <laughs> I just want to. And you're, and you're crying while you do this. Yes. I just want to check in with the reality of what's happening. You are paying two talented women. One's a fraud and I'm one is not, real, but we're both... She's talented at what we do. Yeah. She's always You are paying fraud. us to listen to this. Yes. That's what's yeah. happening now. You're not using our skills. Call me a fraud. I'm the one who got Orson to tell us where I said was. one of us was a fraud. You were the one who said it was you. I didn't. I said it wasn't me. Well, there you go. You <sighs> held up a mirror to what I've been doing, and I acknowledge that. And do you want to keep paying us to listen to this? Because we will. We will. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, another VR game. Here's my favorite part of the show. It's called One and Two and Three Examples. That's for the birds. A fourth one's for me, a man, you see. And here's the fourth one now. Good song. My favorite VR game that I ever made was simply called Period. Mm. (laughs) And it was about? You're the period. Oh, we are the period. Mm. And are we trying to come out or are we trying to stay in? You're like Osmosis Jones. You're inside a woman's body and you've got to get <laughs> to the exit point at the allotted time. Have you had a therapist on the show? Yeah, we oh, had yeah. Fraser. Oh, we had a Fraser a, Crane. I'd hardly call Fraser a therapist. Oh, what would you call him? I would call him a, a watered-down celebrity. Oh, personality's good, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> at least don't call him late to, uh, for, to dinner. And don't call him a fictional character because he insists that he's not. Roly, I'm wondering why we're still here. I want you to listen to more of my VR Trapped games. Trapped in your kitchen with a small intern man wearing a, a ratty old hum-soaked oh, crispy God. hoodie. Don't name it. We found your son. Oh, yeah. Well, now I'm just, and he won't oh, mind that I keep Let's this hoodie. The hour. I'm certain we've done more than an hour, Let's more pay for the second hour. Well, all right, we'll stick it out. Okay, wait. Before we cruise into our final segment, what I want to do, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you want to hear another VR game? This is a game called Find Your Glasses or You Won't See Shit. Okay. Man. This is a VR... No, no, no. Let me guess. You, you, you don't have your glasses on, so you're shitting in weird places. <laughs> yeah. You also, played at it. at some point, a, a lady glasses wearer. This is... Actually, really I lied about this period. game. It's called Glasses Free Period or something. It's actually your glasses are the lady, and they're getting a glasses period, and you need to find them and help Interesting them. objectification there. Glasses are women, and pants are men. Now we're into the final segment of the show. It's Everardo's turn to quiz us or something. All right, yeah, it's time for the fan favorite section, uh, trivia. And this Ooh. is ghost-themed trivia. Because oh. I uh, knew you had hired some mediums. Interesting. Did we buzz in? So, um, yeah, you can just kind of yell in. Uh, yes. okay. <laughs> Anyone can just kind of yell the, whatever answer they think it is. These are multiple choice uh, uh, questions. I won't need it. Right. Need what? Multiple choices. Okay. Just the right one. All right. Uh, okay, first question. A 1967 book by Arthur Kostler, a 1981 album by The Police, a 1993 horror movie... And a 1993 episode of the X Files. Synchronicity. What, what do all of these things? What title do all these things have in common? They're all called Synchronicity. I don't know. 
No. Oh yeah, hear the hear the quest the answers. Oh, okay. I don't is it a? The formatting okay. of this game. So there's these are four things. Mm. Sorry, this is uh, maybe just a weird question. Lists of stuff. Four things all share the same title. What you uh, learn is that title. Gerardo's bad at this. <laughs> one no, day I'll one day I I'll make it easy. Synchronicity then. Well, no, I now hear the multiple choice answers. Oh, okay. What's important is that we all step on Everardo before he has a chance to get this out. All right, so a book, a, a police, an album by the police, a horror movie, and an episode of the X Files. Are mm. they called All Tomorrow's Ghosts? Mm. B Ghost in the Machine. Yeah. C Black Ghost or no. D Ghost in the Bathroom. B Ghost, ghost in, the in the Machine. D Ghost in the Bathroom. It is That's Ghost. Right. What? what is it? In the machine, I'm sorry. I would be oh, shocked so if the X-Files had an episode called Black Ghost. <laughs> they filmed the X-Files down the street for Oh, me. Vancouver. Many Vancouver. times. Vancouver. That's Bring my favorite back. moment Many in X-Files times. history when Scully turns to Mulder and says, you heard 5440? <laughs> mm, yes. And Mulder says, yeah. But I love them. I think they're great. And you're my ocean All right. pro, Scully. Okay, oh, yeah, so... Ghost in the Machine. Next question. Yeah. Who is generally accepted as being the best on-screen ghost parent? Can I just say as a caveat, uh, a tangent aside, Ghost in the Bathroom, I know wasn't the right answer for all those <laughs> things, but it is my favorite police song. Can I also say... The best on-screen ghost parent. This next question, is it, does it involve Bill Cosby? Yes. Is, it, is um, Ghost Dad well, one of the options? That is one of the options, uh, yeah. Well, it shouldn't is be. Is it A, it's, Mufasa? No, it's the dad. Is it B, it's Ghost the dad. Dad? It's the no. dad from Beetlejuice. Or is it C, Darth Vader? Well, or D, the dad from Beetlejuice? It is what? the dad what from Beetlejuice. The Who is generally accepted as being the best on-screen ghost parent? Wait, there's the Mufasa dad from Mufasa from The Lion King. Oh, he's wonderful. Ghost yes, he dad. Okay. No. Darth Vader, when he shows up oh, as a Force right. ghost. <laughs> yeah. No, but they were... Okay. And uh, oh, D, yeah, whatever right. she said. <laughs> Alex Baldwin <laughs> was not Lydia's dad in Beetlejuice. No, you're right. He was just a friend. No, Her he parents just was were a awful. previous owner of the house. You know what? Who's I still it? say the yeah. dad from Beetlejuice. He became a friend. Uh, it's got to be Darth. You think uh, Darth Vader was the best The best on-screen ghost parent? Oh, wait. When he became... He was nice once he became a ghost. He's, He's just like only in that true. one That's scene true. where he gives them the thumbs up. Thumbs I up don't from know. The Was anyone in the Frighteners a dad? <laughs> what a strange <laughs> question. Mufasa only really comes back once. As a I don't cloud. even know who that is. Mm-hmm. What were the other options? Ghost dad. Ghost dad. For sure, let's I not mean, dwell let's... on that anymore. <laughs> I don't want to hear about that well, anymore. Well, what was Mufasa and what was the Next third question. One? Yeah, let's just just move right on. I I want to know the answer unless it's the answer. We all know the answer is Ghost Dad. Please, next. I think it's the dad. This is just the answer of the question. You've made Benandra incredibly uncomfortable (laughs) for real. (laughs) (laughs) This. You think this is worse than those VR games? What was wrong with the VR games? Training little boys and little girls and full-grown men and full-grown women how to excuse themselves from social situations And and also... Feel ashamed. Feel ashamed. Feel ashamed of their body. If shame is a problem, then lock me up. Particularly their periods, which you don't understand the science. <laughs> All right, I, I gotta go. Three <laughs> questions left. We'll breathe through them. Okay. Um, okay. We're about to lose Benandra. The term uh, spectrophilia refers to A, believing in ghosts. Ghost sex. B, seeing yeah, a ghost. ghost love. C, becoming a ghost. Or D, sexual encounter sexual with a ghost. Sexual encounter with a ghost. ghost. A succubus song. or an incubus. It's a police song about having a ghost in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> Next question. We both All right. It is sexual. Encounter with a ghost. And I'm sorry, Ghost in the Bathroom is a Scarlett Johansson vehicle and it's very offensive. Mm. Ghost in the Bathroom? <laughs> is that where she plays a Chinese ghost? Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. All right, question four. A UK woman claims to have had sex with how many ghosts? 400. A, 20. 
B, hundreds. C, zero. Or D, just one. Four hundred. Zero is correct. Well, yeah, which you no, but the question is, the woman <laughs> claims to have sex with how many ghosts? I'm sure there's a woman in the UK who claims to have sex with no ghosts. Yeah, it is 400. It's not a very well-phrased question. This phrasing is insane. Correct. Well, I was right. Zero. <laughs> well, the answer is 20. The woman, no. uh, a 30-year-old woman named Amethyst Realm claims to have had sex with over 20 ghost lovers. Then 20 isn't even the answer if it's over 20. What's well, happening here? Uh, she also said that uh, she, took her go- she met her ghost lover in Australia. They went back to England together Ow. and they had sex on the plane. I'll get and now they're engaged. Out. And that is for is, real. Was that her defense for like from... some weird like public exposure charge she had yes. laid against her on a plane? Masturbating herself on the plane. Yeah, that's illegal. And now that's how she defended herself by saying she had a ghost lover. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Amethyst Realm, if you're out there listening, we'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to ha- have you on the show and have you clarify <laughs> the ghost lover. And the bring player. your ghost uh, fiancé with you. Be careful what you wish for. I want Amethyst Realm on this show more than anything in the world. <laughs> and I want to somehow die at the hands of an angered Amethyst Realm. Former Chronicle Herald reporter Peter Duffy used Ooh. his weekly column in Nova Scotia's provincial newspaper to write about what? I'm going to guess ghosts. Seeing a ghost. B, being a ghost, C, having a relationship with a ghost, or D, being sexually assaulted by a ghost. Wow, I'm really hoping and it's not the one last of these, one. this is a real thing that is for real. Well, then I'm going to most hopefully guess B, an article about being a ghost. <laughs> I'm going to hopefully guess D, actually, because why would you choose to include that if it wasn't already the truth? Yes, that's upsetting. That's some good judgment leveled against Everardo. Can't <laughs> side with that enough. Everardo, I'm going to choose D also because I looked at your page and saw a little asterisk next to D. <laughs> that is true. He, oh, he wow. wrote a weekly column about how he, uh, and he explicitly says, Felt violated by a ghost in Wait, the night. But that wasn't every week the column was about that. Not every week, okay. but more than one week, for more sure. Than one every week. week. <laughs> Columnists are the fucking I think this weirdest is around people 2006 in, the world. in Halifax. How do you. How is columnist still a job? These people are nuts. They come out of the gate with like two <laughs> things to say and then they get insane. Like, have you listened or watched any of. Who's that fucking over verbose Canadian? Like famous TV columnist Rex Murphy. Oh, Rex oh my Murphy. God! Every other segment he does is about like Tim Hortons lasagna being a crime <laughs> against lovers of food and Tim, and also the working class Tim Hortons customer. Have you seen this shit? He's a demon. I'll say that. Rex Murphy's a true nightmare. Yeah. He's also just becoming conservative now because he's a climate change denier. Apparently, he's because those people are so fucking pampered. They got their heads so far up their own ass. They don't care about what's real anymore. <laughs> For the first time in most of this podcast, I agree with Roly wholeheartedly. Anyway. So Rex Murphy, if you hear this, come at me. Well, another killer game in the can, I'd say. And uh, once again, I did forget to keep any track of the score. Oh, it's all right. The true winners are the listener who are forced <laughs> to have that. If you've made it this far, congratulations. Please almost, come back. Almost certainly no one's made it this far. <laughs> That's it. 
I would say if that were it, but unfortunately I have another VR game to talk about. And this one's called Marionette Madness, where you play a boy marionette or a girl marionette having a puppet period. It's been such a pleasure having our medium friends here. Is there anything you'd like to say to the listener by way of uh, goodbye? Oh, only that if you'd like to hire my services as Miss Nefertiti, you can find me in any local coffee time newspaper or think hard enough and Orson Welles will appear. Oh, God. I'll give you my phone number. Ugh. And as for me, Benandra, you don't have to look for me. You'll find me when you need me. Oh, you ding-dong. Oh, my God. Wow. So so that two different takes on how you can find them. Probably you're going to want to go with Benandra on that one, although... I don't know. A lot I, of people are into Orson. That's true, actually. If you had the opportunity to see a horned-up Orson Welles giving you a medium's number, <laughs> that might be the way to go. I'm Rolly Bush, as always, on behalf of my gorgeous son, who's alive! Yay. That's good to know. Not in a ditch anywhere, yet. For now. For now. <laughs> Uh, of course, as always, Everard of the Intern, thank you. Thanks, oh, and uh, shout out to Ryerson Podcast School. Uh, see you guys in class. <laughs> yep. Uh, thank you very much to our producer, Stephen McLeod. Thank you very much to our guests, uh, Miss Nefertiti and Benandra. And are there any um, Canadian improvisers or comedians that you want to promote uh, via their Twitter handles or possibly projects that you're interested in that don't have to do with you, of course? Uh, well, I would say on Twitter, it's always worth looking at. Johnson Becky or at the Suffragettes who are going to the Yukon, performing in White Towers and Dawson City. Very soon. That's cool. Mm, I'm a big fan of at ML Passmore, aka the Bone Wolf on Twitter. <laughs> and just go to Bad Dog whenever you're in town in Toronto. Yeah, if you're in if you're in uh, Toronto, go to the Bad Dog Theater. Check out the works of if I got this right, the Suffragettes, Becky Johnson included, and. And I'd just like to say, if you're in uh, Kitchener, Ontario, go to the Flying Dog nightclub. Maybe you'll see my dad and his friend Willie, who are real people who go to a real nightclub sometimes, and they're 60. Bad Dog in Toronto, Flying Dog in Kitchener, Waterloo. Yep. You can just cool, very hang cool out with nightclub. Everardo's dad. And I'll be hanging out with Andy's dad. Right. We live together. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and as always, this has been my gorgeous.